This is Matt Miller, president of School Spirit Vending, and you're listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Act Local Marketing for Small Business, episode 150. And there's no stopping us right now. I feel so close to you right now. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before, or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Whether you need help with online media, social media, video, or mobile marketing, Act Local will guide you into the 21st century with easy tips, tricks, and techniques that get your local business seen and heard. Each week, Kaylin features a new tip you can use today, as well as a range of guest experts who are passionate about helping local business owners thrive. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome to Act Local Marketing, episode 150. Wow, 150 episodes. I am the boomer gal, Kaylin Amadio. And every week here at Act Local Marketing, I share one strategy with you that I call today's takeaway, where I'm going to give you an action item that you could walk away with right now. And if you implement it, it's going to help you improve your business. And I always invite a guest expert to help with some particular aspect of your business. And today I have a marketing performance consultant who can help you understand how to be heard above the noise. So stay tuned. I feel like I'm on this kick lately that keeps returning me to a fundamental truth, I'm going to call it. Authenticity builds trust. Trust builds loyalty and loyalty builds business. It seems like a really simple formula, yet so many businesses, gosh, they market to us by creating more noise in an already noisy marketplace. And we have become very adept at tuning out noise, haven't we? So the question I'm thinking is how do you get your ideal clients to notice you in this noisy, noisy marketplace? Now, let's get to today's takeaway. This is my promised action item that you can walk away with right now. And if you use it, it could very well help you grow your business. I know one of the best ways to get noticed is to tell a compelling story. It's actually scientifically proven that our brains value stories over any other type of message that we hear. Now, this takeaway is a little advanced. I'm giving you fair warning that you likely can't do it in a couple of minutes necessarily, but I know that you're up for a challenge. So I'm going to I'm going to share it with you anyway. I'm going to challenge you today. Have you ever tried to tell your business story in four words? Yep. You heard me right. I said four words. Four words that would include a subject, an object, a verb. And shoot, I'll let you choose the, the fourth word. That'll be up to your discrimination. That's very generous of me, right? Now, don't panic. Here are some examples. Facebook story. Hear from your friends. 
That one makes sense, right? How about Twitter, Twitter story? Discover what's new. Now, technically, technically they used a uh, contraction, so their story is really only three words. That's very advanced on Twitter's part. But then again, we might expect nothing less of Twitter. So here's Google, all right? You know the Google. Easily find useful information. There is absolutely no more explanation needed there. Now, here is Pinterest's story. Pinterest. Organize everything you love. The four-word story really makes a great elevator pitch because it should cause a listener to ask you how or why so that a conversation gets started. It forces you to drop all the ambiguity and vagueness and abstractness that sometimes creeps into our explanations for the simple question that we all get asked constantly when we're doing networking. So what do you do? That's often a dreaded question for many people. Now, a couple of stories that I often use for the Boomergal brand are build a thriving business. Or here's another one that, that I often use. Stop struggling with technology. Both of those resonate with my ideal clientele. Here's some other examples. Here's the renovation contractor story. Making old new again. Here is the dry cleaner story. Lovingly cared for garments. Here's the insurance agent. Protecting what you love. Here is the mid-priced restaurant. Good food served fast. The real estate agent. Find your dream home. You get the picture, right? So give it a try. You can write down a list of verbs, nouns, adjectives that describe your business and then write them down on separate slips of paper and then you can start arranging them into forward stories. It could be fun, you know, like those um, magnet poetry games that some people put on the refrigerator and they, and they rearrange the words. Do something like that and create those four-word stories. Listen to what works as you put them together and try them out on your ideal clients. And then do more of the same. You can drop me a line to ask at actlocalmarketing.com and I can help, help you uh, point you in the right direction or help you personally create your four-word stories. And that is today's takeaway. So please contact me. Find me on Facebook or Twitter, or Pinterest, or Google+, or YouTube, or LinkedIn. Those are the, the big six that I talk about in my book, The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media Marketing. So follow me there so that I can get to know you better. And please tell your social media followers about this podcast, Act Local Marketing. Subscribe to it. Leave me reviews on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate that. It's time for a short break, but when we get back, my guest today, Linda Popke, is here, and she is stepping to the front of the room. So stay tuned. Axe Local is the place where busy entrepreneurs like you gain more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the Internet gives them the power to bring their business to the next level. Kaylin returns after a short break with more strategies and techniques to develop your inner warrior. We'll be right back. 
Ag Local fans, this is Kaylin Amadio, and I have an exciting announcement. Today, October 7th, 2014, I'm launching a new podcast to celebrate the realization of a dream. You've heard me speak often on Act Local about the book I've been writing. Well, that book is becoming a reality. I have a contract to publish The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media. Soon, baby boomers everywhere will have all my strategies and guidelines in one swell book that'll help them build a map to social media success. To help promote The Boomer's Ultimate Guide to Social Media and subsequent books in this series, I've put together The Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast, where boomers like me and like you can come together to learn, share, and grow a thriving business and a vibrant life. This podcast is 30 minutes in length and comes in both audio and video formats. I interview guest experts on business, finance, health, wellness, longevity, food, sex, dating, and more. You don't want to miss this next chapter in my life because I'm going to help you live yours more fully. Check out boomersultimateguidepodcast.com. Welcome to Act Local, marketing for small business with your host, Kaylin Amadio. Kaylin helps smart, savvy, and motivated business owners like you kick it up a notch online, even if you've tried and been disappointed before or technology just isn't your thing. Act Local will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. And now here's your host, digital media maven, Kaylin Amadio. Welcome back. This is Kaylin Amadio, and you are listening to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. And as promised, like I do every week, I have another great guest for you. I have an award-winning marketing expert today. Please meet Linda Popke. She is the founder and president of Leverage to Market Associates. She transforms organizations through powerful marketing performance. Her clients range from small businesses and consultants to mid-sized companies and even large Fortune 500 concerns. She's been involved with many of the Silicon Valley companies who developed and deployed technologies that have changed the world over the last 25 years, including Sun Microsystems, Cisco, NetApp, PayPal, Plantronics, Autodesk, Applied Materials, and many others. A consultant herself, a speaker, and educator, Linda has been named one of the top women of influence in Silicon Valley and inducted into the Million Dollar Consultant Hall of Fame. She is the past president of Women in Consulting and is a member of the Watermark Strategic Development Board, the first marketing expert worldwide certified to offer the private roster mentoring program for consultants and entrepreneurs. Linda has taught marketing at San Francisco State University's College of Extended Learning, University of California Santa Cruz Extension in Silicon Valley, and West Virginia University's Integrated Marketing Communications Program. Linda holds an MBA and a BS in Communications from Boston University, and her new book, Marketing Above the Noise, Achieve Strategic Advantage with Marketing That Matters, was released in March of this year, 2015. So, Linda, welcome to Act Local Marketing for Small Business. Thank you, Caitlin. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for taking time to speak to me and my audience. When I meet someone for the first time, 
I like to collect their entrepreneurial journey. So uh, I read a you know pretty lengthy bio for people, but is there more that you would like to add to that? Would you like to tell us how you came to be doing what it is you're doing or why you wrote your book? Well, it's interesting, Kaylin, because there's a couple of things. Um, I worked on the large company side for a while. I've worked at some ad agencies and about, I guess about 13 years ago, I said, I want to try something different. And I started consulting and started my own business. And it, it started by someone saying, gee, we need a consultant. We need someone to do this. And I thought, gee, this is fun. I like this. And what I like about consulting is I get to kind of write my own story, so to speak. I don't have to go into an office nine, by, nine to five, five days a week. I don't have a boss to report to. Uh, I have my own boss and she comes home with me all the time. So there's advantages and disadvantages to that. But just like many of your listeners in small business, um, you do this because you're a little bit more in control of what you can do. Uh, and for me, I get to work with lots of different companies and doing lots of different things, and it makes it more interesting for me. So that's how I kind of came into um, to having my own, uh, my own business, which I love. Right. And there's always common threads in entrepreneurs' stories, and a lot of times it has to do with, with the underlying freedom that having your own business gives you so uh, i but i like collecting these stories i just enjoy hearing why people have made the choices that they've they've made i find it fascinating so the title of your book um marketing above the noise right that's yes. uh, it paints a vivid picture for me and it's so true not not just with the big companies the fortune 500 the fortune 100 but all the small businesses in the United States, they are constantly finding themselves combating all the noise that's out in their marketplace. So why do you think it's so much harder for us to be heard now than it was merely five years ago? Well, that's a great question, Kaylin. And I, I think what's happened is the good news is we have so many different ways to reach our customers today that didn't exist even a few years ago. So we have digital ways, we have um, we have bandwidth, we have that allows us to have video. Uh, we have things like Facebook and, and Pinterest and YouTube and, and Twitter and, and all these different things. We have ways to reach people through um, through their mobile devices. So as a small business, there are a lot more ways you can get in front of your customer. And that's the good news. And the bad news is as a customer, um, your audience is getting inundated by not just you, but all kinds of people um, who are coming and trying to reach them. And they're, um, they're just hitting them in all different ways where we used to just get hit perhaps in, in a paper, old-fashioned mail that came in our mailbox. And then we got hit by um, advertisements that we saw on TV or radio or newspapers or billboards. Now we get them not just in our email, but as we follow uh, websites on the web, you'll see something called retargeting where um, an ad is following you around and trying to get you to click on something and on your mobile device. And as we get to the Internet of Things, you have wearable devices that are collecting data are going to start transmitting messages back to you as well. So with all of this, all it does is create more and more noise in the marketplace and it's harder to stand out. And what's important is, particularly for a small business, is you can't, you don't have the, the bandwidth, you don't have the ability to, to stand out and shout above everyone else. So you have to do some things differently and you, and you don't want to add to the noise, you want to be heard in a different way. I think that's one of the, the fears of many small businesses that haven't dipped their toe into some of these additional communication styles that we have now, especially the digital uh, communication styles, is they hear all the noise, they see the noise, 
and they're worried about being just one more me too right but it, this podcast is geared towards local small businesses i i often say you know main street usa so how can these small businesses make sure that they aren't contributing to the noise but that they are actually going to be heard by their ideal marketplace and I think that's really important because what you need to do, particularly as a small business, is be very, very uh, um, kind of uh, judicious about how you use your scarce resources. Because there's not that many of you. You don't have a huge budget, but just as importantly, you don't have that much time. If you're a small business, you're probably wearing many hats and doing many different things, and you don't have time to go off and try 10 different marketing activities. Uh, with the hope that perhaps one or two might generate some new business. So a few things that it's important to do. The first is to really be clear on what you're doing and why, your strategy. And that sounds pretty basic, but a lot of times we kind of get up in the morning and just do what we've done before. So what is it you really want to accomplish? And then from that point, who is it you're really selling to? Who is the sweet spot of your market? And not just uh, men or women or, or all people over 35 or parents or kids or whatever, but very specifically, who's the person that you really want to reach? And once you understand that, then you can start saying, how do I come up with a value proposition that really entices them? What are they doing today if they're not buying from me? And how do I come up with a compelling idea that's going to get them to stop and turn around and pay attention to me? And if you're a small business, you don't need to get thousands and thousands of leads. You just need to get higher quality leads. And you need to get people talking about you because in today's world, there's a lot of uh, a branding and a lot of um, reputation building that happens not just by people talking about you to their friends, but it happens online. And so how can you get people to say good things about you and to, to make sure that what's happening is building that reputation for you uh, in many different ways? So, um, so to, to be heard, you need to start with a strategy. You need to have a good product or service, which I'm presuming all your listeners have to start with. And then you really need to know who your customers are and how to reach them. And then what is it you want them to remember about you? What's unique and, and what makes you different? Uh, and from that point, then you go off and communicate that and, and figure out what the right way is to get that message out there and to make sure that you're tweaking that uh, in order to, um, to do the best you possibly can. And I'm curious what your suggestion would be in terms of getting the message out. There's so many options, but like you said, as a small business owner, you, you don't necessarily have the time or the budget to be doing everything. And I see too many small business owners spreading themselves thin and then they get burned out or they get overwhelmed and they never really accomplish what it was they wanted to accomplish. So I'm curious, would you have people really narrow down and start small? Uh, small is not the right word, but start narrowly in Absolutely. whatever communication yeah. they're trying to do or whatever message they're trying to get out and really dig deep with it as opposed to trying to be everywhere? I Absolutely, because again, for a couple of reasons. Like you said, there's only so much time and attention you've got. Uh, and as a small business, again, you're not trying to get thousands and thousands of, of people to buy your product. You want to start somewhere, establish a B-shed and go on from there. Uh, and so I would say you really want to be focused. And you want to be very focused. You want to try some things, see if they work. If they work, great, do them more. If they don't work, stop doing that, move on. Um, perhaps they work sometimes, not others. And then you want to say, what's working here? How do I take this and replicate it? 
Um, so it, it's really it's just doing a few things. I'd rather see you do a few things well as a small business than to try and do a lot of different things. And too often I see particularly small businesses that they read things, they hear things on the Internet, they, you know, they, they see other people, and so they want to do everything at once, and they want to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And the, and the metaphor I use, it's like going to this buffet with all this wonderful food. And you go from table to table, and you can eat anything you want. And you might even be able to eat a few things at once. But if you try to eat everything at one time, you're, you're guaranteed to be sick. And that's what happens if you're going to try and do all these marketing things at once. And some of them are just not going to agree with you. So try a couple of things, see what happens, come back, and then, uh, and then make some changes and try some others. And perhaps stick to the things that make you happy as a business owner that you feel very comfortable doing as well, because I imagine Absolutely. that'll be part of the hurdle. Absolutely. So if you're, for example, if you're comfortable standing up and giving presentations uh, and you're, you're in a business where people need to hear about you, go and do that kind of networking and do that kind of thing. If you're com more comfortable writing and blogging about a product or service and you're not as comfortable standing up in front of an audience, then, uh, then go with the blogging, go with the writing and, and try to create some, um, some interest in what you're doing. So it's important to do what you're comfortable with, but it's also important to go where your customers are. So if you know specifically who you want to reach, you can say, should I use Facebook? Should I use Twitter? Should I use YouTube? Should I use other things? It's based on is that where your, your customers are and is that where, um, where they're going to find things like you. So Facebook, for example, um, just about everybody on the planet these days is on Facebook in one way or another. But they may not be there to see and hear about your product. And so just because they're there doesn't mean that they're uh, in, a, in a position where they're, they're going to be um, considering you. And so you need to think about, is this the best place, to, given what I'm selling, is it the best place to reach people? Are they going to pay attention to me? Or do I need to go into a different forum where they might be thinking more about buying something from someone like me? Right. I was just having this conversation with some people uh, last night, as a matter of fact, who are their business consultants. And they were talking about talking when you say throwing all kinds of ideas against the wall and see what sticks. That's kind of what they were doing last night. And they had this idea that they were going to use Facebook and they were going to post all these articles. And I listened to them for a while. And then I stopped them and I, and I said, but are the people that are going to hire you on Facebook? And I know that they're not. That's not where their people are. Right. And they, they had to stop and go, oh, what a good question. Because they got so excited about the idea that they had come up with. Not that this was a new idea, but it was new to them. So they were excited right. that they forgot that maybe that's not where the people, the decision makers, they need to speak to. In They were looking for mid-size mid businesses to do business with, right? So I'm glad to hear you say that that no matter what you think might be a good idea or what might be working for someone else, if your people that you're going to do business with, that you want to have as customers, don't hang out there, then you shouldn't be spending your time and energy trying to get people to listen or to compete with all that noise. Absolutely. It's not going to do any good. So, and just because you want to be there doesn't mean they want to be there. So you yeah. need to go where they want to be. you got to be a little more strategic about it. So I know in your book you talk about content, conversations, and community. Now explain to everyone why these are important concepts. 
Well, this is important, Caitlin, for a couple of reasons. Um, we, we hear a lot about talking about content today. And what content means is content is what you create, the messages and the information you put out there. And the difference being is that in previous years, in, in past history, we, we spent a lot of time selling and talking about how good our product was or our service or you know what it was we, we could do for the buyer. Content today is more about educating and providing value and, uh, and letting people know about ways that you can help them. And oh, by the way, you happen to be selling a product or service, but it's not talking about the features of your product or the benefits or why I should buy it today. It's not that hard sell, but it's creating something that people say, wow, that's interesting. And this is something that I want to find out more about. And, and that translates into people, when there's good content about you or, or that you're generating that uh, people have an interest in, then they start having conversations. And conversations are important because today, more than ever, we are seeing conversations being a two-way street or multiple people engaging in them rather than that one-on-one -on -one, um, uh, kind of one-way dialogue or monologue that went back between a salesperson and a customer. Uh, and today we're seeing that the customers or potential customers are talking as much to themselves as they are to a provider of a product or service, a small business. So they're more likely to believe what they hear uh, from their friends and colleagues than they are from you. And now they want to find out about you, sure, but they want to check, you know, if you're a restaurant or, a, you know, a, a professional service provider, they may want to check your Yelp rating to see what people are saying. Um, certainly, if you have some kind of um, uh, a service or product that, uh, that people can go online and rate, they're going to want to see how many stars you've got and, and what other people are saying. But if you don't, they may still be saying, hey, I need a chiropractor, I need a realtor. What, what do you think? What did you use? And they're watching and they're listening and they're having these conversations long before they ever start to call you in as a small business person and say, can you help me? So you need to be aware of what's going on. You need to participate in the conversation, but you need to do it as an observer and as a, um, you know, someone who's participating in adding value rather than as a salesperson. And then eventually community. Uh, is really what happens. And, and yes, Facebook is a community and LinkedIn is a community, et cetera. But I'm not talking about those types of communities. I'm talking about the communities that form kind of uh, as, as mini groups. Uh, they might be meetups that, that happen. They may be, uh, you know, churches or synagogues or schools or other places that people go uh, and they start talking about something. And they will, if they see something they like a lot, an app, a service, a product, they'll start talking about it and telling people. And inversely, if they have a bad situation, gee, I had terrible customer service here, whatever you do, don't hire this one. They'll tell those people as well. And so having to, to find a place where you can engage yourself with the community, uh, ask them questions. Uh, if you've got customers that love you, go and have a conversation with them and find out what you're doing right and what they'd like you to do next. All of those things are very important, uh, particularly for a small business to stand out today. Mm. That's, those are really great points. Now, you mentioned uh, talking, that we should be talking to our customers, but is that enough? I think I've heard you say that just talking to them is not enough. Can you explain what you mean by that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we say, gee, we ought to go talk to our customers. But in, in most cases, we need to not talk very much. We need to shut up and listen. <laughs> um, and that's what we don't do. It. We want to talk. 
Um, but it's worse to talk to a customer and have them tell you something that you ignore than to not talk to them at all. So if you're going to go talk to customers, which I think is absolutely a wonderful idea, you need to be in a listening mode. And that says that you acknowledge what's being said, um, you accept what they're telling you, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, and then you articulate back to them, thank you so much, for, uh, Kaylin, for telling me this. Here's what I'm going to do with this information. I'm going to take it back to the people back at our shop. We're going to see if we can make some of the changes you're suggesting, and I will get back to you and I'll let you know. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to do every uh, suggestion that they said. Um, maybe they want more product for less money, and that's just not viable. Uh, customers will tell you that. But you can come back and say, Kaylin, you know, I just want to get back to you. We brought this back, and we're not going to be able to offer the, uh, the product in the size that you're looking at. But we did consider some things, and here's some other things that we're doing, and we just wanted to make you aware. And thank you again for taking the time to, uh, to talk with us. Even a customer who is complaining is doing that because they have an interest in you, and you need to listen to them. If a customer comes to you with a complaint, that's a gift. That's them saying, I care enough about you to tell you that you're not making me happy, and I want you to fix it. And if you can talk them through it and you can help them see uh, why things will be better, that perhaps there was a mistake made or something wasn't done the way it should have been done, and how much you appreciate them telling you that, they're very likely to become one of your biggest advocates moving forward. And that's extremely important because those influencers are the people who, who go out and tell everyone about what's happening, and they're very, very important, particularly to a small business, to make sure that those folks are taken care of. So it, it's sometimes quite difficult to listen to negative feedback. It's important to remember, and you know, none of us likes getting negative feedback, but it's important to listen to it and then remove yourself for a moment and say, is this, is this valid? Is this true? Is this really happening? And maybe I do need to do something about it you you can always you know when you go on amazon you read other people's reviews of something you can tell the people who just complain because they always complain from the people right. who have legitimate uh constructive criticism absolutely about a product yeah. and, and it would be the same way to go talk to your customers i would imagine so my yeah. last question for you before i can let you go is was it peter drucker who said you you to you got to measure something in order to be able to, you know, fix it kind of thing. I'm not getting the quote right, but, you know, we can't yeah. change what we can't, don't measure. Absolutely. I'm not something sure if like it's but it's, yeah, it's, that's okay. certainly extremely important. So in your opinion, how should we measure our marketing success? And this is really important because as it, it sounds strange, but a lot of folks come in and they jump into a marketing campaign and they sort of have an idea about wanting to have more customers or generate more business, but they haven't set specific goals. And if you don't have a goal, how will you know whether you arrived or not? It's, it's sort of like saying, I'm going to go on a trip. I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to drive around. Where are you going? I don't know. Well, how do you know when you get there? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll run out of gas or whatever. So what you need is to have very specific goals, um, which you can alter as time goes by. So it's not, not like you're setting something in stone. But the goals need to be around improving your business. It's not about the number of clicks. It's not about the number of friends on Facebook or followers on Twitter or anything of that nature. Because you can have the wrong friends and you can have the, the wrong people clicking on a, a link. So you need to say, what I really want is to sell product. And to, to, to sell product, I have to have so many people um, that are coming into my store or they're um, clicking on my website. And so I need, I need to get people into the queue 
But my real way of testing is what's different? If I had done no marketing over the last six months, what would my business be? And now that I've done these marketing activities, what's different? Have I changed things? Have I moved the needle? Um, what am I doing different? What do I need to do moving forward to maybe make things different for 2016? So it's important to measure the right things, um, to not just measure something because it's easy or because Google gives you analytics about it or other people are measuring it, but stop and say, what are the things that matter to me in my business? And what will really make a difference for me? If I were here celebrating a year from now about what a great year I had, what would be different than today? And how am I going to use the right marketing tools to get there? Very good advice. Uh, before I let you go, why don't you tell people how to get in touch with you? Because I know you, you are a consultant and there might be some people out there in the audience who want to learn more about how you might be able to help them. Absolutely. So you can find out more about me and my website, which is leverage the number two market.com. So leverage to market.com. You can also find more about my book at marketingabove.com. And the book is called Marketing Above the Noise. Uh, the book is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and good independent bookstores. Uh, and uh, you can also reach me. Uh, I am on Twitter at popkey.com, P as in Peter, O P K Y. Uh, and would love to hear from you. Um, love to hear about what your challenges are, what you're doing, particularly small businesses that are doing new and creative things. Love to hear about that and uh, and find out what's working for you. Right, because it, it's always great to share those kinds of su success stories with other business owners so they can adapt. There's no there's no reason to reinvent the wheel all the time. Absolutely. So listening to, to these kinds of success stories is a great idea. And just in case, you, I always say this, if you were on the treadmill or you're in your car and you weren't able to write any of that down, there's never a worry. All you have to do is come back to actlocalmarketing.com. That's our website that we launch all of our podcast episodes from. So even if you're downloading it from iTunes or Stitcher, come back to actlocalmarketing.com and look up this particular episode. You can look up Leverage in the number two market or Linda Popkey, P-O-P-K-Y, or even uh, a portion of the title of her book, Marketing Above the Noise. And it'll there's a search engine on every website and it will help you narrow down this particular episode where we will include the links to uh, Linda's title of Linda's book, uh, where you can get it, how to get to her website, things of that nature. So no worries if you weren't able to write it down. So Linda Popke, it has been wonderful speaking to you today. Oh, Kaylin, it's been my pleasure. I've really enjoyed this. I have really appreciated your time and all of these uh, golden nuggets. I love extracting the golden nuggets from my guests because they help everyone. Both Linda and I are always looking for, for you, the listener, the small business owner, to be able to get at least one step closer to prosperity. That's what uh, I'm sure part of her business is about. That's what my podcast is about. So that's why every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, we release a new episode with wonderful guests like Linda Popke from Leverage to Market. And uh, until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Join Kaylin for more marketing madness each week on Act Local Marketing. It will leave you with more ideas, more understanding, and more knowledge about why and how harnessing the internet gives you the power to bring your business to the next level. Act Local Marketing for Small Business goes live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern and can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and at actlocalmarketing.com. 
have a question for Act Local? Email Kalen at ask at actlocalmarketing.com. That's A-S-K at actlocalmarketing.com. And she may answer you right on air. Make sure to include your name and business website for a free shout out. Don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about Act Local and leave Kalen a review at the iTunes store. See you next time on Act Local Marketing for Small Business.